How are we all doing, lads? Very, very welcome to a episode of FPL Chieftain. A little bit of housekeeping out of the way first. Um, this podcast is probably going to encapsulate the Christmas period. I've been quiet on the pods, uh, primarily because a nasty bug and winter vomiting bug and virus ran through the house and I don't think any of us came through unscathed Um, ended up actually at one stage in Tala Children's A&E with a baby um, who has made a full recovery and Tala Hospital were brilliant so you hear all this crap about Leo and I was two hours or two days waiting for a trolley. Uh, they had the baby in a bed in twenty minutes. So I gotta give kudos where it's um where it's deserved. You can tell uh, it's still lingering. There's a little bit of a dose has just been recycled through the house. Um and then as well as that, I took Christmas off. I took Christmas off to enjoy it. Um I did watch a feast of football. Um FPL Limited success, and I'll talk about that. There seems to be a whole lot of people suffering. Uh, so let me tell you the time. It's Sunday the 29th of December. And it's just wrapping up in the Arsenal-Chelsea game that has won all. Uh, the Liverpool team has been announced. Um, all sorts of ruses going around in the FPL community about um, Liverpool probably rotating after the way they demolished Leicester against Wolves. Rotate their midfield a little bit with Alana coming in, but the big three are up front. Uh, Firmino, Mane and Salah starting, and then Robertson, Van Dijk, Trent, and the keeper, Allison. So if you're a Liverpool owner of players, you're going to be pretty happy with that. Um, I was losing fate, a little bit of fate, with the FPL um, game itself. Just rotation, as has happened a lot of people, like even if you look at Wolves now, they've Traore who has been a beast and is playing with a dislocated shoulder a couple of game weeks ago, um, is now uh, rotated to the bench, as is Jimenez. Um, and a lot of lads getting very frustrated with it, but Christmas is Armageddon to a lot of FPL teams and rank, and it probably makes it um, more enjoyable. Just wanted to do a little bit of a recap on 2019 as it closes in, because this would probably be the last pod before New Year's Eve. Um, FPL has been very good to me this year I've really enjoyed it I've enjoyed the, the feedback I've enjoyed interacting with listeners um, a lot of them are um, expats so seem to be lads like Ginger Ninja living over in New Zealand and FPL Ferry who's in Australia who got engaged over the Christmas uh, period so congratulations to FPL Ferry um, and I've enjoyed the interaction on Twitter and getting yapping to the listeners that I have had um, it's allowed me to watch probably a lot more football than I, I would have otherwise um, the pod process has been um, very good and interesting um, running the Dublin Marathon and raising the guts of a thousand euro for charity um, was a highlight um, and something spawned really by the FPL podcast that I've been doing so I'm grateful for that um, FPL Rogue put me on to um, Autism Assistance Dogs Ireland, which works with dogs helping autistic kids. And you might have caught the episode where um, I actually uh, went into the school in Clondalkin and had great interaction with the kids on the podcast. Um, and then, of course, there's 
a group called the FPL Gals um, in the chat and they're a great bunch of lads um, there's two podcasts in particular um, hugely competent podcasts and know their stuff and they probably benefit because there's multiple personalities on the pod um, the hangover uh, Seamus seems to be flying he's getting these players together and I'm delighted for him and Jared, the two of them great lads FPL hangover podcast and then of course the FPL renegades uh, so Drew, Willie and Kirk um, and they're doing the podcast process a lot longer than me and they're disciplined with it and uh, so if you've got yourself through the holiday season you've had all the nutmeg and the goo and everything else that you could have and you just um, want to get out there and start listening to pods they're probably the two that I'd, I'd recommend and 2020 I'm looking forward to what it brings um, FPL wise as the game I've I've just had a shocker. I've had a couple of high points over the Christmas period. Sterling with a brace as a captain. I'm always talking about trying to get captains with brace. So Sterling finally came in, but the rest of my team hadn't really done so much. Um, I'm in a strange place with my team. I've looked at players that are sort of differentials, and all of a sudden I look at my side and go, I don't really like any of my players. Um, I'm looking at... Pookie, I've Wilson, I've Richardson, I've Shelby, um, I've James who keeps tipping away. Um, but Verdi, of course, and congratulations to him and Rebecca having the twins. Um, but even that hurts me on a couple of games weeks. But look, we'll get past that. I'm going to look ahead to the New Year's Eve um, game week, which basically starts on Wednesday, the 1st of January. Try and just get a semblance back because... Like it's been it's been a crazy couple of, of days. Um I was across at Spurs and Chelsea, so myself and El Rag and Maiden Minnows went across. I spent the night in Tala Hospital beforehand, um, with the baby. So I was surviving on little to no sleep and then the dose hit me hard. So thanks to Maiden Minnows who actually put me up that night. I literally got home from the Spurs game and fell asleep on an air mattress on, on his um I was in that much of a state coming through London Heathrow that the security guy came down and said, That's the worst hangover I've ever seen or you're very sick and he opened up the um you know the queue dividers and let me through and I got in secu- true security in about a minute. So thanks very much to that dude. Um Spurs Chelsea El Rag was sitting in front of me and Maiden Minnows was sitting about ten rows down. It was a white hot atmosphere. I was extremely proud of the Spurs Stadium. That's fantastic. Um, the Spurs shop was top class. Uh, got in, got a load of baby grows um, for the little fella and Spurs hats and all that sort of stuff. So I was delighted with that. I know they try and craft it as a entertainment experience. You know, enjoy your day and stuff like that when you're going into it. But um, a derby like Spurs and Chelsea, it was just a white hot atmosphere of animosity throughout. Spurs um, started very negatively under Mourinho. I have to say the local fan base haven't taken to him. And they're sort of in a catch-22 where they're saying, oh, if we go behind, um, it's almost like, oh, let's see what Jose does now and let's see what the special one does. And I don't really like that vibe either. You know, um, support your team and get behind them or... Not at all. Not, oh, now, well, it's a win-win for me. If Jose doesn't do it, well, it ratifies my decision that he should never be in charge. Look, Poch gave us a, a decent foundation. 
Um, I've actually named one of the fish that I got the kids over Christmas, uh, Potch. So I have a Potch, a Clop, a Pep and a Jose uh, swimming around the tank at home. Uh, they're not piranhas, <laughs> although they could be in the managerial uh, go around. But um, no, they're they're an Indian type of fish. They're a version above the minnows. Uh, pretty active, pretty cool actually. Um, so getting into that. Um, but let's get back to the game. Chieftain, yeah, Chieftain of old. He's still all over the the place. Uh, Spurs, Chelsea. I was super impressed with Chelsea with how they went about with the three at the back. Rudiger just looked class at the game. Um, and the other player that stood out was William. Um, he was excellent. I haven't seen a player play as good in the flesh since probably Zidane at Real Madrid when they took a side apart, four or five one. Um. Chelsea away fans I thought were very very funny um, they basically spent the whole game singing F.U. Mourinho and then finished it off with you're not special anymore uh, Frank, Fat Frank uh, was over giving his socks jumping in front of them at the end and that's because uh, as I said Chelsea were on a dreadful run of form and then they have been since um, it's strange the premiership is strange. The one constant is Liverpool. They keep banging it out. They keep getting the wins. They keep putting sides to the fore, to the sword. Most impressive, probably, match that I watched over the Christmas period was them absolutely thumping Leicester. And Leicester are decent enough sides. You know, they gave City problems away from home. Um, when Verdi scored that great goal, Burns whipped it around. Uh, great finish from Verdi. But Liverpool um, were just grinding it out. They were top class. Um, and Trent got his mega 24 points. And a lot of their, his owners, um, were rewarded with their patience in that regard. Um, they look really, really good, Liverpool. And their form is just incredible. Five wins back to back. And lads are going and saying, oh, perhaps they're going to take the foot off the gas. I don't know the Liverpool uh, result at the time of the pod but I expect them to beat Wolves Wolves I've watched a couple of their games and watched them against Spurs um, watched them against Norwich uh, took a punt on Pookie Pookie missed about 5 or 6 chances in that game Wolves have been very slow to start in certain games the same against Brighton um, but they finished strong um, and they're they're an interesting side so I'm probably going to talk more about the sides that I've watched. Um, as of this moment, West Ham are on the hunt to, after for a new manager. Strange one after losing to Leicester. Like Leicester are second in the table, so um, I thought a strange time to sack him, especially especially with Fabianski coming back. Um, and Leicester rested players last night, like Soy, and they rested Verdi. Dimitri Gray scored. Um, Missed a penalty. A lot of lads talking about him and the gals, um, saying how he's a frustrating player. One other thing I have to try out to the gals, um, they've kept my interest in FPL alive, probably because of the cup competition. And to be fair, I can't go switching off now because Jemmy Donuts is still smashing it up. She had Harry Kane as captain this week. She got a goal where he took the penalty away against Norwich. He probably should have had two or three more. Um, frustrating performance from Spurs. Um. Delighted to see Toby Alderweireld sign the three-year contract, but Gasaniga is an awful goalkeeper. There's no point saying it otherwise. Um, there's a lot of players struggling for form with Spurs. Eriksson is one. Um, 
and yet Ericsson is still popping up in team of the week at the moment um, and it's a just a it's a funny old stage at the moment um, if I look at the sides that have had the probably the best Christmas period Liverpool have gone very well um, Everton you know uh, Carlo has picked up from the good work done from Mad King Dunk and uh, they've had two back to back wins they're up to 10th great manager they have now great squad Gone in on Richarlson, but it's Calvert Lewin who seems to be uh, reaping the reward and getting the points. Um, Jimmy Donuts got in on Holgate. I thought that was a good one for her. Um, and he's got a couple of clean sheets. Um, if he gets pushed into a midfield, he'd probably pick up a couple of assists as well. So he's one to watch in that regard. Sidibe, a lot of lads are looking at him. Um, and Everton are coming through that rough run of fixtures um, after picking up results. So, it, it's interesting in that regard. I still, looking at the transfers in and out at the moment, you're sort of saying, look, it's a primarily lads chasing points. So, the transfers in this game week, like, imagine this, and I've had this. Traore, you've transferred them in. 300 lads have transferred them in to warm a bench um, against Liverpool. Martial, I can see that one. I watched them against Burnley last night. Um United were decent, uh, I have to say. Like James, he's a good outlet. Um, Fred, I thought, was decent in, in parts as well. Um, De Gea made a quality save at 1-0. It was absolutely quality. It was one of those bouncing and skidding on the turf. There's a lot of filthy challenges going in from Burnley. You know, I'm sick of this gravelly voice, Sean Dyche, diving in the game. Um he needs to look at these players at times. Other than McNeil, um, there wasn't much from Burnley. And anything there was, I thought there was a couple of awful challenges. Peters in particular uh, had one where he came right through the back of James. And uh, there were dangerous challenges. Lad said on Twitter, and you see the tweets about the bonus point system, Rashford getting the full bonus, um, considering like, he did everything to miss that goal. He put away towards the end of the game. Um Martial probably could have had more returns. Um, I and United are a funny beast at the moment. Um, they've probably had the best run in the over December anyway. Um, I think they were ten points adrift at the beginning of December of the top four, and now they're a point. So fair play, Tolly. Uh, credit where it's due. Greenwood, when he's come in, has looked good. Smashed a fantastic goal in over the Christmas period. Um, he's probably still good value. And there's strikers like that out there. Mopé, um, the big one that you can't ignore is Wreck-It Ralph and Ings. And I'd say Seamus out of FPL hangovers having a good laugh at that one. And rightly so. You know, um, the end of November, we had a bar still lift for Ings. And I still haven't got him in. And I have the likes of Pookie, Wilson and Vardy. And Ings is, is banging it in. Um, Southampton are getting a bit of a run of form. Obafemi scored a cracking goal as well um, over the Christmas period against Chelsea where he cut in. And this is just the madness of the game. Chelsea stomp on Spurs and then go and lose at home to Southampton. Um, and you love it. It's challenging. And it's probably one of the best things about this game. Um you know, there's lads coming out with all sorts of theories and templates and there's things like this where it just gets completely ripped up. Um, I, my American friends, they're as having as mild a Christmas period as me. Um, 
it's 14 degrees here in Dublin and it has been the last couple of days it's been absolutely fantastic it's been great to get out on great running weather if um, I was well enough but hopefully another week and I'll be back at that and I'm getting videos of uh, sibling rivalry where they're out playing American football and launching the ball to each other and uh, Ruth is like a Monica Geller given it sucks but um, I think like they are struggling with the schedule um, of the game weeks over the four days so um, you know experienced FPL players are are struggling with it but it, it really is um, it's top class I haven't used any chips haven't used a bench boost haven't used a free hit haven't used a wild card I'm tempted that I probably will because I'm coming up against Twitter's own and Ireland's own number one um, FPL uncorked in the Cup of Gales should I not be the 33rd man but as of this moment it looks okay Mane starting um, have a couple of points to come in off the bench on this game week with James and even Chambers has got an assist against Chelsea um, as we speak looking at the players out let's have a quick look at this right so Abraham I got lambasted by FPL Rogue. I spotted this a while ago. Uh, he needed to go for me. I got rid of him in three game weeks, and I think he's just he's blanked in the three game weeks, and so I've got rid of him. Um, Grealish, I feel a little bit sorry for my pal. I've two pals, so I've Mutley Doyle. Um, Mutley, I call him Mutley because I always imagine him giggling at my suffering on the pod, and then Villain Tom, um, who's a Green Bay Packers fan as well. And if you're looking at it, it's coming to the stage with Villa that their manager is going to need to go. I think they probably have there or thereabout, other than Norwich, the worst form in the league. And their only win over the Christmas period was against Norwich, and it was 1-0. A lot of lads got in Grealish and talked them up, but he hasn't really banged. Um, and I'm looking at it now. Ali, who I suspected was a trap, is gone. Like... You know, we can't even talk over the Christmas period with Son. Oh, i got to talk to you about the Chelsea Spurs game and, and Son and the sending off. So, huge amount of South Koreans at um, Spurs-Chelsea. And they're the Son, he's the, he's the poster boy for them and he's the fan boy for them. But they have a different paradigm when they support um, their player. They're, they're just going for the player. They're not going for the club. Um, and... It became apparent when Son got sent off. And i got to say, putting him on blast, his reaction to getting sent off was just comical in the extreme. Um, a little hissy fit from Son. And then he's applauded by the crowd. I didn't like that because he basically cost us any chance of getting back into the game. I don't think we would have got back into the game anyway. Chelsea were quite commanding in that performance. But the South Koreans, after about 63 minutes when he sent off, started streaming out of the ground. And... Where I was sitting, they were being abused. And when it came over to Tannoy, um, and this is the thing, you have no idea when you're at the ground. I thought it was because Spurs fans were abusing their own fans, as in the South Koreans that had come to the game, that were leaving. Turns out it was something that Rudiger had said um, or heard from a fan. Um, look, all of it is is just pretty disgusting um no matter what you know um South Koreans taking time to come to the game I actually suffered it um a little bit of it at a game I had a bit of a numpty trying to call me a tourist because I had a bag with the spurs um 
merch that I'd bought for my son and trying to insinuate that I was only supporting Tottenham because of Robbie Keane and um, I wasn't long putting him in his box and I probably had the support of other Spurs fans around me and he was just a bit of a numpty just because you live around the ground doesn't make you or you go all the time like if anything it cost me probably four times as much to get to the match as your man trying to give me the abuse now he wasn't he was just trying to infer it um but i i didn't really have much time for him on it um it's it's just not a nice element at the games when you're there like these are all gone it's like you know if you all go to see the same film like you identify with the people in the cinema audience or you go to the same gym and you're a member of the same gym you identify with them you've got things in common you're picking the same thing and i'm there like why are you then gonna have to divide and subdivide of who's a better class of fan or whatever else just think it's um it's it's pretty awful and i'm the same even with you know um it's one of the things i like about ireland and gaelic games and i'm not trying to run down the premiership but um you know, if I go to a Dublin against Cork match and I see a good piece of Cork play in Hurling or something like that, I can admire that to a Corky beside me without betraying my Dublin support. It's just ridiculous. And, you know, there was times at Chelsea, there was some great football and I go, that's good football. And you're getting looks and you're going, like, it is good football. If you see good football, it's good football on it. Um one of the other elements out of it, like Marcus Alonso, and you guys can look it up, the abuse that guy had suffered because of what's happened, um, his deceased girlfriend, and thousands of fans, you know, uh, giving him verbals every time he touched the ball. Um, it's just not a nice experience, and it makes me question, you know, you're dropping 300 euro between flights and accommodation and a match ticket to go across for that experience um and to be honest and i've been at a lot of grounds um in in the uk i probably prefer to go as a neutral i prefer to go and watch a game and i gotta get all uh I'm going to get a lot of flack from the likes of Rowe going, yeah, you're a closet United fan or whatever like that. But I'd nearly prefer to go and watch Liverpool, Arsenal, go and watch Newcastle, uh, West Ham, because you don't have this skin in the game and this constant thing, of, like, you know, it having to condition your response for those around you. And you shouldn't have to do that. Um, and it's one of the things I like about FPL. It dilutes that partisan support. So there's a Chieftain rant over. Um better have a quick look at the fixtures on new year's day so all is quiet on new year's day um will it be all quiet 2020 vision um my side is is causing me no end of guffawing um i'm reading fleas it's like a biography um i think it's an autobiography uh acid for the children he said the alternate alternate name that it would have been was um it seemed like a good idea at the time. And that's pretty much my FPL team at the moment. But look, hopefully it comes good. Just take every game week as it is. Um, the FPL Chieftain League, I'm wallowing uh, down towards the end of it. Even my mate Manzi, who's a big Watford fan, is getting the right splurge in his rank because of the Watford players he has, De La Feu and Dini, and his loyalty now is being rewarded. So... Wednesday, 
1st of January 2020 2020 lads um, oh, delighted I'm in actually such good physical condition going into 2020 despite this little bit of a cold but um, yeah I'd, I'd, uh, if you said this that this is the way you're going to be 20 years ago uh, and I'm going to be in the scenario I am um, in life I'd have snatched your hand off so I'm a, I'm a happy dude let's get on to the FPL stop deviating Chieftain. Brighton against Chelsea who can call that Brighton look very good um, Potters has rotated his players quite well Maupay looks good um, Trossard looks good Muoy who sometimes I think suffers with a little bit of fitness against the other sides um, has played quite well over the Christmas period and finally got some returns and he's alternated the likes of Burns Duffy Dunk and Webster very very well uh, Ryan is making a lot of points it's not going to be easy for Chelsea road warriors in brackets uh, Chelsea will have dropped points against Arsenal unless there's been a late goal but I don't think there actually has been a late goal oh my god right so there we go I just said I better have a quick look at this phone to be sure so Arsenal have lost at home and it's Tommy Abraham Oh my god, with a Willian assist after me basically doing a pod. Uh, yeah, look, at least I checked. So Tammy, um, those that have held on, been rewarded. Um, good for him. <laughs> this just sums up my FPL experience in spades. Willian, I did say, was absolutely quality against Spurs. So Arteta... Um, I can see Arteta losing his hair. There'll be a before and after with that Arsenal side won't there um, so good for Frank um, Jesus Chelsea needed that didn't they um, they really did right there we go that throws that one up Burnley against Villa two sides in a lot of trouble and will probably settle for a draw I seem to get those ones right all the time and these low scoring and everything else um, games in that respect so when I watched Burnley last night the really only thing that stood out about them um, against United was McNeil Tom McNeil was decent at times he put in decent crosses he can go past the player he can shoot he's really the only player I'd look at Villa boy oh Villa need a result don't they um, they're, they're just absolutely in the toilet with form I'm just going to have a quick look at this like of their last five games they've lost four um, and the game they've won as I've said is a 1-0 win against Norwich like other than West Ham, there isn't a side with as bad a form in any way, shape, or form. Like the, to be honest, for Villa, the it's probably the best side that they could come up with, Burnley, because they've only won two of their last five. Um, they've lost their last two, so it's probably one of them where both managers go conservative and just try and pick up a draw. But like Villa, really, really need points. Watford are coming for them. Wofford are picking up some great wins. They've beaten United over the Christmas period. Um, they've had some really, really good re you know, results. They're scoring goals now as well, and they're keeping clean sheets. I think Foster is getting some cracking points. And Deeney, say what you want about Deeney, and I've probably said a lot of, um, had a lot of jives at his expense over the years, but he galvanises that Watford side, and he gives them a focus. Um, and maybe... Sar, despite his 
bad miss at Liverpool. He, he could be a player that is worth looking at getting in. Um, definitely for a bench or rotating um, things like that. So um, it's an interesting one in that respect. Newcastle against Leicester. Very disappointed with Newcastle's approach to Old Trafford away and the amount of players rotated and rested. Gray up front doesn't look anything to me at all. Um, sure, I have Willems. Um, a lot of lads. I think I rag at him as well, but he shipped them out. Um, so it's a bit of a tough away game for for Leicester. Um, although I recall that Leicester hammer Newcastle five 0 at home earlier in the season. So that one where it pissed rain. Yeah, Chieftain just pictures the weather and then the games come back. There was a sending off. Hayden went over the top of the ball, and that's when Leicester just tore them apart. Southampton at home to Spurs. Oh, Mourinho. Um, Southampton, though, are almost decided to play better away from home. Um, so Spurs, probably got your Harry Canes and your Ali. I think Son is still suspended for that one. I suspect Sanchez is going to come back into that defence anyway. Um, and the midfield, then, um, one of the funniest elements, we were sitting at the gr- in the ground for Spurs Chelsea and someone just shouted, Dyer, you're shit. That's all he said at the top of his voice. Um, the whole crowd just burst around laughing at him. But it was hard to disagree and Dyer was hauled off at half time. Watford against Wolves. Um, love to see Watford get the win there. Really throw it in the mix. Um, but Wolves are their side going very, very well. And then City against Everton. Sterling, as I said, got me a brace. He did his best to screw it up over the Christmas missing a penalty and then it was retaken and missing it again and then getting the tap in um, City suffering a little bit with um, not even the rotation you usually would gather with Mares or that just they're still conceding goals um, the back they don't look too solid um, and now you're sort of going Jesus, is the steam really gone out of any sort of title challenge, especially if Liverpool hammer Wolves today? Norwich at home to Palace. Norwich, to me, are just really, really poor. And that's on the back of watching a Spurs 2-all draw. Um, they're getting relegated, and they're going to do it sticking to their guns and hoping to come straight back up and maybe strengthen the squad. I didn't realise, I only heard it when I was watching the Norwich um, game, that they were close to... Um, in been in serious financial difficulties if it wasn't for the sale of Madison James Madison to Leicester so look fair play to them in that regard and um, they're sticking to their guns but um, they're very wasteful at times in front of goals and Godfrey and that they make some awful decisions at the back West Ham Pellegrini's gone I don't think we'll see him in the Premiership again um, a lot of good players at West Ham just underperforming Snodgrass Anderson Allaire Rice I know uh, prickles a bit of the Ireland fans a bit but I think he's a good player and then Bournemouth away we don't know what Bournemouth's going to turn up and I don't know why I have Wilson I think I've just got him on the cost at 7.4 million um, he looked decent in one or two of the games Arsenal United that should be great crack um, I'm looking forward to that one so that's the 8 o'clock game on Wednesday night Arsenal against United she's nothing like of old is it um, where both those clubs are um, but you wouldn't put a pass you know you're getting the win uh, with the way they're playing 
And then Liverpool at home to Sheffield United. You might recall Sheffield United lost that home game 1-0. The keeper made a howler. Um, and Liverpool, you know, Anfield, it's going to be rocking uh, the 2nd of January. And uh, I just see nothing but a Liverpool win there. So look, there it all is, lads. There's the pod. Um, getting it all sort of back on track and going to take it from um, week in, week out. Um, I'm probably going to look at introducing something for 2020. I'll see what it is. Um, I really want to thank you guys, the listeners, for all the likes and shares and input. I don't really throw out questions to the pod. I just sort of do it as an entertainment pod. Um, and I'm not getting too obsessed with rank or anything like that either. I'm just sort of having a yap about the football that I watch and what my thoughts are on it. And it seems to be that's where I get the feedback um, on the pod. Um, loads of thanks to the likes of El Rag and Maiden Vale Meadows. Um, the Chelsea Spurs game, hugely enjoyed that. Um, especially Maiden Vale Meadows putting me up um, over in London. And um, shame about the result, but El Rag at the time of his life. And uh, look, lads, um, wish you all a very, very happy new year. Best wishes for 2020. Hope loads of green arrows in it. And um, I'll talk to you in 2020. Hail to the Chiefs.